I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 36 of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our round 11 preview of the 2020 fantasy season. This episode is brought to you by Quick Turnarounds, because by golly, that's what round 12 is. Oh, wait, wait, no, sorry, sorry. Uh, brought to you by MLS Fantasy Boss and the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider. Uh, you guys are seriously awesome, and I can't thank you enough each and every time. Uh, I'm your host, Reed Connolly, from MLS Fantasy Boss, and if you're a usual listener to this podcast or this stream on YouTube, you may notice that I'm alone. I am flying solo right now, and that is because round 12 of the fantasy season is nuts. It's ridiculous. There was no break between 11 and 12. Blaine and Mike just had some other obligations that they could not make it to. As you know, uh, last week... You guys heard about Blaine having a loss in the family, and so he's still dealing with some of that. Uh, Mike had some stuff going on with work. I was not here last week because I was dealing with the baby. My wife has so graciously allowed me to do this podcast a little bit earlier, so we can uh, still deal with with uh, Landon later on. Though, I guess now is a good time to uh, announce the results of the poll that went out. Uh, it seems like I need to officially refer to my son on this podcast as baby roo so uh little baby roo is doing okay he's a little colicky and that's why i need to make sure i get off uh, normally in the middle of this podcast is when he tends to get a little fussy at night so i'm here early uh the new england philadelphia game is going on right now so if you're able to to watch that or keep up with that uh please do i have a little ticker on myself uh, to see how that goes well it's supposed to be going but you know because mls start times and all what I'm here to do tonight, guys, and since it's a little bit different, we're going to sort of scrap the beginning of the show. Uh, I'll still see how you guys did with your teams, but we're going to scrap some of the early part. I'm just going to go right into to the player picks. We'll cover any absences or, or returns at that time, but it's, it's just crazy, so I want to try to get the information out as soon as possible. I hope that you were able to get players selected from New England and Philadelphia. I think they will be a few players that you're going to want from those teams, and I sent out some information a little bit earlier on Twitter that I hope everyone got to catch or you at least got players from those teams because I mean, we've got games coming up fast, fast, fast. I mean, we've got Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and then we get Saturday games and, of course, a Sunday game. So you get Wednesday off this week. I'm going to essentially take you through my process. I've I've selected a team, but I'm going to go through this live with everyone here or recorded with everyone who's listening to us later on in this week. And it's it's sort of what I go through when I pick my teams, the places I'm looking at likely a lot of the places you guys already go to a lot of the people you've heard on this show before but i want this to be an opportunity for those who are with us live uh, to be able to ask questions as i'm going through this and i'll give you some insights into what i think when i'm building a team so hello everyone who is with us in chat nano felix eric lane um this is this eye soccer hello hello interesting any names anybody else hello hello everyone thanks for joining us tonight so we'll just start out with the uh, quick, 
quick recap round. 11 was very crazy. I think we saw a lot of rotations, especially in the second games, that impacted some fantasy scores. Uh, sometimes they were positive. Of course, the game to talk about is that LA game, which was bananas, uh, LA Galaxy game. But mostly I think we saw some other rotations happening the second part of round 11. Prepping for round 12 is what I'm hoping that means, because some players like Lee Wynn weren't fe featuring heavily in the second game for New England, started tonight with, with New England. So I'm hoping that we'll see more of those marquee players for tonight. Let's see here, quick with the chat. Ah. 11. As for myself, I had a pretty good round 11. Um, I got, let me get my team loaded up real quick. Team points. Uh, for round 11, I got 78 points. It's already switched over because this is, this is crazy. I got 78 points, uh, 76 or 78 points. And uh, it was pretty good. I did really well with my midfield. My defense kind of was kind of hit or miss. My, my biggest down for round 11 was I... Messed up my keeper-roo because I have a baby now and just sort of set a team and went with it. I left uh, Tarbell in and I had nine points from my Vancouver, or my, sorry, my San Jose clean sheet. My four million keeper, nine points sitting on my bench. And I think I got the four four points from Tarbell um, that I wish I'd gotten that keeper-roo worked out where I'd started Vancouver. Sorry, I'd started San Jose and had Tarbell on the bench and I would have run with it and seen what happened. I would have been... In the 80s, if that had happened. Um, actually, no. I'm getting to it right now. I had 85 points. Sorry. The, or 86 points. The uh, the reset when the points all got finalized came through 86 points. So even better. Even better. What did you guys get? Uh, 83. 85 from Chris. Nano got 83. Felix, 94. Of course he did. He's a number one overall player right now. Good job, Felix. Patrick, terrible week with 75. Not that bad, Patrick. This was kind of a weird week. So I think that was a pretty solid score. Yes, BWP was a disappointment, Chris, for sure. Uh, as LA in general, I was hoping for a lot more points from Legette. I got some points from Pavone in that second game. I think we all did. But uh, Legette, I was really hoping for more. Pretty much my only midfield miss. Mostly it was just some defense not really coming through for me at that time. All right, that New England-Philadelphia game, I believe, has kicked off now. Yes, two minutes in. So we've got that going on in the background. We can see... But let's just jump right into it. Like I said, guys, uh, we're just going to go right into the player picks. I want you guys who are in chat to just start sending me your questions. I encourage it. We're going to try to go through some of the players I have, some of the players Mike and Blaine sent me. And we're just going to go through this to make sure you guys have options for the rest of this fantasy week. Because with our, our rolling lockout system, you don't have New England and Philadelphia. But everybody else you still have, especially Nashville, who has two home double game weeks this week. Debatably... Tougher game weeks, I don't know. The FC Dallas is the first game, and then uh, New England Revolution is the second game. There may be some resting from New England. We'll see how that works. But overall, I kind of like that game uh, from the defense point of view. So we'll see. Nashville has been, um, as I said, I wrote the, the picks article this week, the rankings article for, for MLS Fantasy. Uh, Skylar was taking the week off. And uh, Nashville has been definitely a lot better of an expansion team as far as defense goes than the past few years that we've seen. Cincinnati and Minnesota to look at right there. And uh, I think they actually are viable teams to look at for clean sheets. So uh, I think with two bites of the apple this week, that's it's not a bad call to go for some some Nashville players. I have them on my bench right now for, for keeperoo and switcheroo. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But let's get chat going. And Fender... 
questions go. Ooh, Eric, 71. Yeah, tough week. Uh, tough week. Hope y'all have win. Yes, uh, Felix mentioned win. Definitely some targets. Uh, I mentioned this earlier, but in case people miss it, it's not super helpful right now, but if you're planning on switcheroos with New England Philly players, I, I like... I like the defense and and Turner with New England. I just I just am not sure about their double game week. Philadelphia is a tough team, then they're on the road to Nashville. Best situation I see is that maybe they get a draw 0-0 with Nashville or can hold a clean sheet right there. I worry about this Philadelphia team. They they can they're potent and they can get some stuff done. So I'm not confident in a clean sheet this week. Uh, I only have one New England player, and that's Kessler on my bench as a switcheroo to see what happens right there. I debated with Farrell. I just like Kessler's bonus points uh, better than, than Farrell. He puts up more points when he's not getting those goals, but he does also get goals, so that's why I'm going with that. I did also go with Lee Wynn. Uh, I know there was a chance. I saw a Twitter post about Carlos Heel coming back into training. Did not start, so I went with Wynn. 7.3, easy. 7.3 with double game week, easy. Was one of my captain options but I did not go with him. More on that to come. Uh, I also went as a budget forward with Teal Bunbury. He is on a two-game run of form with a goal in his last two games. And uh, at $7 million, he he was easy to work in, especially after seeing Bo not start that save some money, swap to Teal, and just see what happens. I'm, I'm kind of running budget forwards this week, which is how I prefer to play in general. I like to go heavy midfield, uh, which you'll see reflected in my my captain picks in the fancy article. Before we go too much further, I want to mention one thing. Breaking news, sort of. Spoke with um, James Ballow talking about uh, what's coming out for uh, fantasy players of interest. And there will be a survey coming out, I think, tomorrow, if not tomorrow, very soon. Uh, that's going to be surveying players about the fantasy game. I encourage everyone listening to look for this survey. I'll definitely tweet it out if I can when I when I see it. Uh, but look for this survey, respond to this survey. James is trying to get feedback about what you like about the game, what you don't like about the game, what, what your hopes, what your dreams are. The typical conversations we've had often during the show already and how we always wrap up the year. So keep an eye out for that. MLS wants feedback from the players about this game. So be honest, be respectful, but be honest and please do respond and let them know. If you haven't been playing and uh, you're hearing this somehow, I'm, I'm not sure if it's just going out to active players and people who haven't had an account, maybe they're not going to get it, but I'm hoping it just goes out to everyone. But there will be a survey going out, so please be on the lookout for that. Uh, can he make it so I don't suck, Ron? I don't know if he can make it so you don't suck, Ron. That's sort of my job? I don't know. That's, that's what I think this podcast is trying to do is just give people options. But um, maybe. Maybe he'll make it so you don't suck. That's that's the goal. I don't think you suck, though, because you're here all the time. We appreciate your support, and I like you. I like you. So let's get into it. Talking about keepers and defenders. So if you haven't looked at it already, one of the resources I like to go to is uh, MLS Fantasy Stats, Expected Goals, Clean Sheets, Probabilities, and Expected Fantasy Points. This is from uh, Ryan, who was on the show last week with Mike, and uh, he has great articles that he puts out or little charts that he puts out, and uh, they're helpful. And so it's a good way to go to see some analytics on who has sort of the best chances for clean sheets, expected goals against. So he has that on Twitter right now if you want to check it out. And he says, clean sheet-wise, Atlanta has the best clean sheet chance against DC. I don't know about that one. Uh, DC has gotten some more goals. They got their new 
the coaching shift. Um, they've gotten some goals. Yes, some of them were against Cincinnati, but I, I don't know. I, I'm still not confident in Atlanta with clean sheets. It could be a 1-1 thing right there, but I'm not. it's only a 40% chance. After that, he has New England with 38% chance. Definitely a possibility. I still think they have a little bit tougher double game week, but you have two chances, and that's and that's always a great opportunity there. Uh, looking through real quick, these aren't ordered, so I'm just kind of going through the numbers real quick. After that, it drops down real quick to 33% chance for New York City against Montreal, which is a good shout-out. Chicago against the Red Bulls, which is a good shout-out. And then Kansas City against Colorado. Keep an eye on this game. At least one Kansas City versus Colorado game was canceled due to the COVID-19 concerns with Colorado. So one of the games is still on the books. There should have been two this week, I believe, is the story that I heard, and they still have one. So that game may end up not happening, but just pay attention to that. But he has a Kansas City some some favor there. He does not have Nashville, and, and I like Nashville a lot this weekend. Uh, going over the chat real quick, Chris says, Keepers, Willis on the bench. Yes, that is exactly where where my head is as well. Uh, looking over from, whoa, jumping over to the chat from Blaine. Blaine has a, a keeper who worked out, also has Willis on the bench, and has Spencer Ritchie from Cincinnati on his uh, starting lineup. Might send me a, a text with his line team. So apologize for those of you who are watching live as I look down on my phone periodically. Uh, Mike is, is running... Come on. Turner in his goal. So he's running right now with, with Turner in the goal. So he is locked in right there. Um, again, I mentioned my thoughts about New England already. Um, Patrick mentions that the Nashville defense has been pretty stout. I agree. I mean, I think Walker Zimmerman has been just a huge force right there. Uh, Zimmerman and Romney. I mean, he, Zimmerman makes everybody better. And there's some value options to get into the Nashville defense uh, if, you, if you need to. But... Um, I, I've doubled up with Nashville. I have uh, Willis and I have Zimmerman on my team. Both of those guys are on my bench because I'm running two defender um, scrubs right now, which may sound weird because you're thinking, Reed, if you have two defenders on your bench and you have two defenders as scrubs, you're going to be getting defenders. Yes, I know. But what I'm planning on doing is my, my other person on my bench is Teal Bunbury. And depending on how he does, I'll be fine to have just have two defenders sub in. And if they don't do fantastic, I have 1.4 million still in my bank. There are some guys that play after the Nashville and the New England double game weeks that I can still upgrade these 4.0 guys to someone slightly higher to maybe see if I get a better chance. But I'm totally okay with seeing these guys sub in and I can always force so I can have one defender sub in and get Bunbury instead. Um, I've also left myself the option. I have Patrick Mullins in my team preview for a forward, I can easily scrub him for another 4.0 to force Teal Bunbury. So if I like all of my bench guys, I can force them all to come in. Um, I'm going to call that switcheroo 201, I guess is sort of what I'm doing right there. Um, yeah, I've been doing this switcheroo thing for a while, and I got into a conversation with some people on Twitter about it recently. So always happy to share switcheroo tactics right there. Uh, going back over here, Zimmerman on the bench as well from Chris. Exactly. Uh, Willis and Zim. No, those are great options for... I told you about New England. I like Kessler. I also have Hollingshead. Uh, I like Dallas's defense okay. Um, what I like about Dallas's defense is the two shots. That's what makes them, in my opinion, 
better. Yeah, Romney's pretty good too, Felix said. I mean, Romney would be, if you need to shave, if you need to save money, go with Romney for for your um, Nashville coverage. Uh, Zimmerman is 11. I think Romney's 7 or 8. Let me look him up real quick. Nashville is 7.5. It was right in the middle. There it is. So if you need to save money, Romney's a great option. I think Romney is improved by Zimmerman, and I think Zimmerman has the better goal chance uh, on that. But uh, I had the room, and I splurged with Zimmerman because I think he's a great option for this week. Yeah. Uh, Dallas is great with PK. Uh, so Ziegler with Dallas was in my team at first, and he, he takes PKs. He also takes some corner kicks, which is which is key. He, uh, he does. He splits some of that. I ended up changing down to Hollingshead so I could do some different stuff with my midfield is what happened right there. So I splurged on my midfield, downgrading to Hollingshead. What I like about Hollingshead is he gets a wing back. Uh, he used to play midfield, so he definitely has an attacking spirit. Sends in key passes, sends in crosses. And with a double game week, you're increasing your chances for one of those wing players to to get a goal or to get an assist. And so um, I like Hollingshead. And so he's, those are my two go-to guys with Dallas Hollingshead and, uh, and Ziegler. So um, either one, I think, are great options depending on your budget. Again, for me, I use that money to shift to my midfield. But if you want to spend it, if you don't want to go with uh, Zimmerman, which you can still do, and you'd rather spend some of that money on Ziegler, I totally see that as well. Go a Romney Ziegler or a Zimmerman Hollingshead, I think, is where you're probably going to be looking at if you're looking at those teams. After that, give me a second, and I've got my positions right there. After that, um, of course, Tinnerholm is someone I always look at. I think he's he's pretty expensive this week against Montreal. I think you will probably use up double game week slots for your defenders before you get down there. But if you're looking for some variety, Tinnerholm is always a great pick for me. Uh, Metanair against Cincinnati, I think, is a good shout. Um, Segura against LA, of LAFC going against LA in El Trafico. Uh, that game can always be a little weird, but with LA seeming to, LA Galaxy seeming to have some scoring problems, he's pretty good. 6.8 for Segura is not a bad price, but put him on the bench for sure. Uh, also going to round that out with Awful and Brooks Lennon. Again, those are guys I probably would have on a bench as a switcheroo instead of starting in your lineup right there. And then, of course, you can always go to my article at MLSsoccer.com in the fantasy section if you want to see some of the value picks right there. Goalkeepers. We already mentioned Willis. I also like Andre Blake. He's a quality keeper. Some A little bit tougher this week, I think. Chat, feel free to chime in if you have any other uh, goalkeepers that you'd want to shout out. Uh, New England has the ability to score, so there's a chance there. Philadelphia also plays Toronto, so tough, tough. That's what really kept me away from Blake is New England has a chance to score and Toronto has a very good chance to score. So I'm just, I was just worried about dropping that money to get him. He's seven, 6.7, so he is cheaper than Willis, but I'd, I'd rather spend some more money to get a better chance at a clean sheet. Uh, Turner again from New England, I mentioned that. Going down the line, uh, St. Clair uh, from Minnesota, going against Cincinnati, I think is a good shot at a clean sheet if you just want a single game week guy. And then the crazy one that I went with, maybe Brad Guzon. Again, this was, DC is still struggling. Atlanta is not as great anymore either. 
DC has some changes on their coaching, so things are a little different. But if there's going to be a clean sheet in that game, I feel like it will be with Atlanta, so you could maybe do something with Brad Guzan, 8.8 from there. I am running a switch, a keeperoo myself with, with Bush from Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver held LA to one goal this past week, which I know, call-ups, read, weird things, rotations. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But he's, he's a 5.4 million keeper. He plays the second to last game of the week. It, I get to see both of Willis's points anyway. Why not? Why not? I can let it ride. It's San Jose. They're kind of sporadic anyway. And as I said multiple times on this podcast, it is not a position that I worry a lot about with a keeper-roo. I don't think there's a lot of variance in keeper points. Sure, clean sheets help. Sure, PK saves help. But in general, I think the the difference in scores of keepers is much closer than you're looking at with your other positions and so i, I don't think you lose much in the long run over going with a, a budget keeper uh, and some of the regressions i've done in the past and published which we haven't gotten to do this year because of covid and and everything but um the majority of points that keepers get are just from playing and so some of the most important stats for a keeper is playing and ball recoveries. So everything else is just kind of bonus from there. So I don't sweat it too much. Uh, looking in chat, uh, Willis Guzan for Patrick, the Atlanta fan. So of course, going right there. Um, but some other options as well, if you wanted to go with some budget guys and see what you get. I just didn't like a lot of the matchups. It's kind of kind of weird. We could see a lot of 2-1-3-1-1-1 games this week. Um, especially, well, it's, it's going to be weird. Perfect week, though, for double games if you're going with Nashville and New England because you'll be able to preview all their points before you have all the bulk of the games on Saturday. So it's a perfect time for those players to be on your bench. All right, chat. Uh, can you guys hear Baby Roo in the background? Yes, Baby Roo is not liking something I said. Baby Roo is getting a bath. So that is what Baby Roo is not liking. Baby Roo likes baths. He doesn't like being cold. So he doesn't like when you just let the water... Let's see here. He likes when you put a wet, warm, wet washcloth on him. When you take it away, he doesn't like that. So that's what you're hearing if you hear Baby Roo in the background. Apologies. Uh, if there are no more questions for keepers and defenders, let's move on to midfield. I love midfield. All of my captain's picks come from midfield, usually sometimes a forward, but I just like the bonus point potential and just the, the abilities, the variety of ways that players can get points at midfield so much more than forwards and defenders that this is where I like to have a lot of my my captain picks focused on again if you have not you can check out the uh, fantasy MLS fantasy stats Twitter with expected goals for as well uh, not always a great predictor but some of those offensive guys uh, you can also head over to uh, MLS cheat sheet he has uh, some uh, expected points right there. Great breakdown of stats, which we don't have on the official fantasy site uh, as, as well, but a lot of the, the bonus point generating fields you can see and really break down and sort. I also keep a little spreadsheet on my own just based on the actual stats from, from fantasy to find out home chances to score and home chances to concede, and so I start using more of that with, with the midfield section. Uh, if you guys are in chat, let me know your midfield picks. And I guess before I go too much further into the midfield, I will wrap up what Blaine and Mike sent me. Sorry, again, this is a weird format. I'm trying to get everything covered. Uh, Blaine went with Farrell 
Uh, he also went with uh, Adnan with Vancouver. Not a bad pick. I thought about that myself. 6.5. Uh, it's just too unexpected. But um, he went with Adnan right there. He has Romney on his bench. Then he has two scrubs right there for um, for his his uh, defense. So that's what, what Blaine did. Uh, Mike, on the other hand. Again, loading this up for Mike. Mike has gone with, uh, let's see here, uh, Butner in the back. Uh, he's gone with uh, Hollingshead as well, Romney, and Tinnerholm. So uh, some similar thinking with some of the players that are already covered with Mike right there. Uh, okay, moving on to the midfield now. Patrick Smith talking about Montiero, Fontana, Wynn as his captain. Or sorry, no, Captain Morgan. I think that's what you were saying. Not, not the rum, but the actually... Luis Morgan, I believe, from uh, from Miami. Yes, so Morgan and deciding between Maximo and Minnesota midfield. So some good decisions right there. Um, for myself, I think uh, Montiero is a great pick. I know Fontana is also there, but I think Montiero has some consistency that you like. He's on a better run of form. He is a bit of a boom and a bust player. And as I said in my article, this double game week format caters to that so I'm okay with that if he doesn't do as well against against New England maybe he'll do well against Toronto or vice versa and I'm okay with that but I like Montiero 10.7 not bad uh, for right there uh, of course Lee Wynn is an excellent option he's done much better back at New England has has some great some great form right now uh, 7.3 is a steal to have at that position uh, going with the attacking midfielder right there the biggest question for me this week was Seattle. Seattle versus Portland is happening this first chunk of games, and that Cascadia is always crazy. And currently I have Ladero on my team. 16.3. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, I know we've talked about Paolo often as a possible replacement. His stats just don't just don't cover. Um they're just so different between Ladero that, that that conversation is done, that if you're going to go with that midfielder, it needs to be Ladero. Your other option is going with Jordan Morris, which could totally work uh, depending on how you want to set up your, your midfield and your forwards. For me, I, I love Jordan Morris as a pick. I just love midfield more, and so I'm spending that money on Ladero. That's why I downgraded to Hollingshead, <laughs> was to make up some money for Ladero. I'm interested, anybody in chat right now, have you been considering Ladero, or what did you do with that? So go ahead and let me know if you did that. Uh, as Patrick was saying, um, yes, uh, Fontana is also on the bench. That was the worry about Fontana is he tends to not start as much as as Montiero. So I uh, hope you did go with Montiero if you did go with a, a Philly player. Uh, Morgan as well from uh, from Inter Miami. He's been amazing. Twelve point nine. He is no longer the value pick that he was, but he is quality. And that game, Inter-Miami versus Orlando, I, I started a little bit earlier in the, in the defense section, and that's because I was looking at this game. I like this game. Um, Orlando can score. Orlando also concedes. Miami's been getting some points up. I, I think that's going to be a great game for goals. So if you want to go with someone like Anani or Mueller, I, I think this is a, a great time to pick up that. For me, it's Morgan, and he's another captain contender. I think Ladero is another captain. Contender, there we go. Felix has got Ladero. There we go. There we go. Um, but yeah, Morgan, I think, is a great pickup with this, especially since Higuain is also getting a bit more into form as well. Uh, 
Then uh, Patrick's talking about Maxi Moe or a Minnesota midfielder. For me, I'd just be honest, <laughs> I would go with a Minnesota midfielder. Uh, I don't think Cincinnati has everything together, and so you're going to be able to get some good value there on the road against them. If you're going to go with one of those players, then uh, I think you're going to go with uh, Reynoso over there with Minnesota. Uh, he's he's 10.4, which is a good value at this point in the game for a midfielder. Um, I know uh, Molino has done well in the past. I, I just think uh, Reynoso has, has better consistency. And I know Ethan Finlay scored two goals last week, but that's, that just happens. Like, a few times during every season, a few times Ethan Finlay gets like two goals and then everybody wants Ethan Finlay and it doesn't happen again. So do not get Ethan Finlay. Not because he's bad. He's he's a very nice person, I think. But um, it's just, the consistency is not there. He may not even start. I don't know. Um, oh, and also ignore Breck Shea because whenever Breck Shea's name pops up about getting a goal for Miami, I'm like, what? So, so don't get Breck Shea either. Let's see. You're going back to chat for a second. Uh... Patrick could not justify Ladero at his cost. Um, I get it. I get it. That's that's the thing. I mean, people start talking about Pozuelo. People start talking about Ladero. Uh, these guys are are pricey, and that's that's an element of this new game that of this new double game of this price change system that I like. It's it's making you have to think that through. If I go with a 12 million player if I if I wasn't going with Morgan if I went Morgan instead of Ladero saved almost 4 million do I upgrade Hollingshead to Ziegler do I upgrade one of my my forwards or do I get a better better midfielder in there I mean that's that's such a strategic element of this game because people complain to me all the time about strategy strategies no strategy it's a strategic use of your money and and that's a a change that I personally have enjoyed I've I've liked the the locked cap at 125 with the changing player prices because it makes you think outside the box get some differentials involved it's why we just try to throw out options so that people can be thinking about who they may want that they haven't considered yet so let's see here going over the options oh sorry my uh, my other midfielder my fifth midfielder is at Tuesta right now I may make some changes uh, I still may go with with like a Mueller as well but like I said I really want to see what happens with uh, Nashville and New England after Friday to find out if I need to do any changes to my defense before I start making any shifts to my my midfield. But if I need to get a little bit more money, then I can always look at someone like a Mueller who is 7.6 and swap out Atuesta who's 8. Uh, but Atuesta was getting a bit more involved last week and uh, I like Atuesta historically. So he's someone that I've got slotted in right now on my team to see how that happens, see how that El, that El Trafico may turn out. Going over to Blaine uh, in midfield. He has Fontana, so I hope he saw the lineups and changed that because no good right there. He also has Ladero. He went with Mukhtar. Again, I saw Blaine tweet out after he sent this to me. Uh, Mukhtar was listed as injured. I sent that out as well, so I hope you all saw that too for Nashville. I don't like the Nashville midfield. Um, it's uh, They just don't have a lot of consistency, a lot of points there. I think you have better other midfield options, even with a double game week. I just It's just something I would rather not... Uh, worry about. Uh, he also went with Pozuelo, 14.9, and then he went with Pedro Santos, 13.2. Love Pedro Santos. He got me some great points last week. Uh, I don't know 
Columbus versus Houston. He's definitely a guy in my top 20. I just don't know. I think there are other players above him who we've already covered um, that that come in before Pedro Santos on the road to Houston. So um, not for me right there. Let's see here. Loading up what Mike sent in. Uh, Mike has a very cheap midfield. He also went with Fontana and Mukhtar. Uh, so I hope he also saw those updates. Uh, then he has Santos as well in his field. On his bench, uh, Mike has Artur. And uh, that's where he's looking at right there. I can't. Got some blurry pictures, so I couldn't see much right there. But uh, Mike went with some budget in the midfield. I, I love the midfield. I spend it. Um, interested in chat. Do you all like to spend on mids? Don't be afraid to ask questions either. I mean, that's what I want to do. Just kind of go through this process with everybody for for who you are potentially thinking about uh, with your team. Uh, some other players that people might be talking about. Uh, Darwin Quintero, if you're looking at, at that against uh, Columbus. I don't know. Um, Room may be back this week. Tarbell didn't do fantastic in goals, so you definitely have some opportunities for goals if you're going to try to bet against them. Darwin Quintero, 12.2, uh, is probably your, your best option there. But don't sleep on Memo Rodriguez, 8.1. The kid took, I think it was seven corners last week. So this is a kid that's definitely on set pieces. So we've been talking about him for years on this podcast. So if you need to, if you want Houston, but you need a value, uh, look at Memo, maybe off your bench. He's, he's a great pickup right there. Uh, you can also look at Madron at with with Chicago. Um, he is also a fellow who takes a lot of of corner kicks. It's either he or Memo who took seven, but some of those guys took seven kicks. But Chicago this week plays against the Red Bulls, a team I kind of like to bet against. Uh, not as much as I like to bet against San Jose, but um, if you're looking for some some differentials or just different options in general, uh, right there with. Um, with Madron. A team that I thought about this week and ended up in ended up not going with was Real Salt Lake. They're going up against Dallas. It's going to be their second game. There's a lot of time in between that, so some opportunity for Dallas to get some rest. Uh Kralich did very well this last week, but international games are over. Some players are starting to come back. Some players are going to be caught with quarantines. I don't know the status of Rusnak coming back. When Rusnak is here, that tends to impact Kralich's production. So I ended up not even considering any Real Salt Lake players, but if you want to look at somebody there as a true differential, and there's, of course, always Rusnak if he's playing, but Krylich is another option. Uh, looking over at Patrick here about spending on midfield. Generally, yes, but it depends on the matchups. Well, of course. Come on, Patrick. That's like that's like the cop-out answer. It always depends on the matchups. Um, if we go back to the Dream Team, uh, it's usually uh, the mid to lower cost that are putting out major numbers and expensive uh, just being more consistent. That's fair. Yeah, a lot of those mid-price guys can be boom and bust, and the high guys are the consistency. It's sort of the game we play of do you always go for just the big name because he's the big game, the big name, or is it going to be somebody who's a little less known that you're going to to go for? This has a great week. I mean, it happens, and lots of times that's because the big names are being guarded and the, and the lesser-known guys can can get free. But that's why that's why we play, for the, for the thrill. 
haven't mentioned Diego Valeri. I, I don't think he should be high on your list, but I mean, he, he'd be in my top 20 for going through here. Um, it's, it's that Seattle Portland game. It can be, it can be wild. So Diego Valeri would not be in a top five. I, I would not recommend him this week, but if you want to go differential or you feel really strongly about him, uh, Seattle's been weird this, this season. So, uh, that's, that's something there. I think that's about it. Uh, again, that Sporting Kansas City game. I mean, you could look at Russell uh, and Kinda. They've they've done well, but there's some question about it actually happening. And at this point, with uh, the El Tráfico Derby at the end of the week, I have Atuesta. I think I would not go with Lejet this week or anybody with LA Galaxy just because of the shambles that they are in. Uh, let's get Robbie Keenan here to help them out. Yeah, but. Uh, I think you'd probably want to go with someone from LAFC, but maybe limited coverage because they've not been amazing either, fantasy-wise. Any other questions, guys, before we move on from midfielders? Making good time. Making good time? Nope. All right. Hearing none, let's move on to forwards. I'm going to start with uh, Blaine with this one, who, of course, has Jossi Zardes right there as his first field forward. He has two forwards on his bench. He has uh, Ola Kamara and he has uh, Cavallini from uh, Vancouver as, as a low-cost budget forward right there against San Jose. Not a bad pick. Um, I've looked at kinda, uh, Cavallini myself. Did not look at Ola Kamara. Ola Kamara was 4.3. Um, like Ola Kamara. Don't like DC. Don't trust DC. Uh, Atlanta don't trust either, so... Um, I know there's just that's a that's too much risk. A perfect bench pick, for sure. A uh, perfect boomer bust player. If you want to go with that. Sorry, sending out the chat real quick. Who are you guys going to look at forwards? Uh, switching over to Mike. On my phone. This is fun. Mike also went with Zardes this week, uh, and it looks like he has a Diamande. I believe was Diamande on. That injury list that Blaine shot out before everything started. Give me just a second to look that up. Uh, no, it was not. Uh, Baji. Baji was on that, that injury list right there, and so was a comp. So he went with Diamande right there. Um, and Zardes, and he has a scrub player for a switcheroo. I've, I've gone a bit more into it uh, myself with... Uh, own goal for New England. Uh-oh. Shambles. Shambles right there. See? That's what I said. That's why for Andrew Farrell. Ouch. So if you went with Andrew Farrell, I'm so sorry. I hope he was on your bench. That's uh, that's what I have to say. Sorry. Again, if this is, this is sort of a stream of conscious podcast tonight, I'm just going through my thought process. I hope it helps. This is, this is so crazy. Um, this this turnaround time is just ridiculous. It's it's mad. It's maddening. Uh, but forwards, uh, my main forward this week is Higuain. He's he's been on better form. I think he's he's got a great shot against Orlando. I think that's going to be a goal fest. So I'm looking at Higuain right there. I already told you Teal Bunbury is is on my bench. He's been getting some more time. He's on better form, and I'm willing to take that risk. Seven million. It's it's a pretty easy call. And I also have Patrick Mullins on the field and as I mentioned earlier can easily switch him out uh, if I like some of the points on my bench he would be the first one that I switch out uh, because I want to make sure he does not play the other guys aren't as crucial and they play later in the round uh, but that's a 730 game 
on Saturday, so you got Miami and Atlanta before then. But uh, Patrick Mullins is somebody who is starting for Toronto because Altidore and Akinola are not. They're both injured, I believe, still. So $4 million starter, Mike's favorite man, Patrick Mullins. Uh, who knows? Um, Philadelphia, though, is a tough defensive team. He's mostly here as a placeholder for me. Other options, send him on in. Uh, Camaro at the third slot as a switcheroo from Patrick. Excellent option. Uh, Camaro is a, a great pick against Cincinnati uh, with, with Minnesota going right there. Um, that's, that's a good, and he's not very expensive either. Uh, some other options. Uh, of course, you have Shabilko with Philadelphia. He's not been on fantastic form. I'll talk about that in a second, Nano. Uh, Shabilko's not been on fantastic form. Uh, he'd still probably be one of my, my top forward options just because of the double game week, and we can see what happens, but um, he's definitely not been producing as well recently. Nano mentioned that I uh, thought Higuain got a red card. I, he, I thought he did too, and I thought he should have served a a game suspension last week maybe that's this week i haven't seen any updates about that just yet i haven't had time to look today i apologize so stay tuned for that but yes higuain might have gotten a red card or he did get a red card after the game uh last week and so he potentially won't play this week if if that's the case um you can definitely look at some of these other options that we're going to talk about but yes there is a danger um it was after the whistle. Yeah, I will send I will send an email to Ben and James and find out uh, what impact that might have with fantasy. We shouldn't lose any points, but uh, I don't know about his availability. But yes, that's one to keep an eye out for. Fortunately, we have plenty of time to do that. Again, Jordan Morris is one we talked about before. I think that's a fine pick, uh, especially for one of the single game week players. Um, 11.9, so expensive. Kai Kamara is my favorite Kamara going forward. Barrick against Red Bull New York, I think, is a good option. Uh, he's had some some great scoring, some great form recently. And uh, New York Red Bull New York has not been as solid as they have been in the past. Zardes is is okay. Um, again, it's still it's on the road, not quite sure. BWP is also okay. I just don't know what's going to happen. It, it starts to drop off there. I, I don't lot, like a lot of forwards this week. And that's why I um, went with a couple of budget options right there. Cavallini is not bad going against San Jose. If you really want to go some differential, uh, you've got Barlow on New York Red Bull, who's 4.1. And uh, he's been getting some playing time, gotten some goals. That could be interesting. And, of course, Patrick Mullins should be everyone's favorite uh, switcheroo this week. I'm interested to hear what you guys have for forwards because this is this is not – a fantastic week in my opinion for forwards um question marks about dallas I, I just don't know about their options two away games are kind of rough don't care for atlanta right there you could go with orlando uh if you wanted to if you were looking for some cheaper options um dk at uh, 6.3 could be an option he's been a bit of a slump i believe uh, let me check his his stats real quick i believe that was my conclusion when i looked at him earlier today yeah, he, he hasn't scored in the since in the past three weeks. He got five points last week, mostly off of bonus points. So um, not awesome right there. Looking at his shot numbers real quick, which I can't easily find. Shots. Hasn't had a lot of shots lately either. So um, 
not not a great option, but cheap if you want to look for, for some of those guys. Right there, what we got from Patrick. Uh, that's why that's why Patrick stayed cheap, and and that's what I that's why I like to shift a lot to midfield. I think there's just so many better options right there. But again, that's my play style. I encourage everyone to go with their own play style and have fun. Uh, that's the biggest thing for me. Don't care for Pavone, but I mean he he could be there. Kyoto at Montreal, maybe. Um, Montreal's not been my favorite team with Tider especially leaving. It's not uh, someplace I look for points. Felix, maybe you can chime in about uh, your your interest in going with Montreal against New York City this week, but it's not a matchup I particularly care for. Uh, let's see, I'm looking through some of this. Uh, Dunlady, that's who Mike went. Uh, you could look, if, if you want to, you could look at Ibobasi. Uh, I know he makes a lot of people's top 10 list. He made my top 10 list. I kind of felt obligated to do that. He's not my favorite. I think he scored eight goals now this season so <laughs> felix is no montreal and i agree uh 7.6 above a C would be a bench player definitely for me um yeah it's just not not a lot going on right there so montero freddie montero could be one you want to go with if you don't like cavallini want to go with maybe a bit more known name uh but it's not a lot of options, really, what I'm getting at. So you could definitely go with two forwards this week if you want to have one that's a bench scrub. This is an easy week to do that. Uh, with hope, with hope, Higuain will play because I think he is definitely the best single game week option forward that we have if he plays and is not suspended. Um, other than that, I'd probably go with Bunbury, Shibilko, somebody like that as, as your double game week guys. And um, that's about it. Anything else? Chat. Getting close to the end here. Okay, moving on to captains. For me, it's Lewis Morgan. Um, I, As I said multiple times, I really like that Miami-Orlando game. I think there could be a lot of goals during that game. It could also be a really chippy game. I think that's going to be a fun game to watch. But uh, for me, I went with Lewis Morgan. I was really tempted by Lee Wynn uh, just with, with two opportunities. And I think if if it was a little bit easier of a game week. Um, Philadelphia is a tough team, and so I wasn't quite sure about that being the best home game. And Nashville, just mad respect for Nashville. If we have any listeners who are Nashville supporters, um, just mad respect for you guys. A lot of expansion teams really suffer defensively, but you all did great with how you built your team, and uh, you, you've done really well. So some mad props there. Um, makes it tough for fantasy. Haven't bet against you guys a whole lot. So... Uh, but Lee Wynn would be my third pick for captain. Other than that, would be Ladero. Um, that, that Portland game and his consistency with some of his big scores. Ladero has just been great. Didn't play, I think, all last week, so a little bit rested as well. And I think that's what a lot of teams were waiting. Captain Morgan. Yes, Patrick Smith, Captain Morgan. Pun for sure. Pun for sure. But everybody else in chat, uh, is everybody else looking at these same three people or have you gone with a differential? Um, I know people have liked... Pozuelo, you could easily have looked at somebody at, at Minnesota, um, maybe Reynoso, if you wanted to, to go with a big differential there, betting against Cincinnati. Um, some of the usual teams we bet against, which have been Vancouver or uh, San Jose or D.C. or sometimes a L.A. Galaxy as well, I don't think have matchups against teams that give you a good captain option. So that's why these guys sort of jump to the top. If you wanted to look at a forward option, I mean, you could look at the forwards from these teams. If you want to go with Jordan Morris, if you want to go with potentially Higuain, if you wanted to go with a Bunbury, uh, I think those are all super risky. 
Um, again, that's just me though. Higuain and uh, and uh, Morris would be the more reliable options. I just don't. I just don't go for that. For me, it's all about the midfield with captains. Anything else, chat? That you're gonna gonna throw at me? This is for any questions right right now. Um, we're about close to an hour, which is where I about where I want to try to keep it this week with this weird, again weird format. I appreciate everyone who's listening now live and to the podcast. I know this is a weird one. I'm hoping you're getting some good information. As we're waiting there, coming up, we have Nashville versus Dallas on Tuesday at 8:30. We have Seattle versus Portland on Thursday at 10:30, and we have Nashville versus New England on Friday. So a quick turnaround. For Nashville, they're both at home, though. Uh, so I still I don't think there'll be some rotations. But I don't know. I mean, this is MLS. But I don't think there'll be a lot of rotations, especially on defense, if you're looking at that. Uh, but that's the quick the quick games that we have coming around and what to expect. Definitely, if you want Nashville players, get them locked in now. Make sure you have who you want there. So if you miss a start a starting lineup, if you miss the kickoff, whatever happens, you know, life happens, uh, you at least have some of those guys ready. Bench is where they are for me because I want to preview these points. So... Um, sorry, I was looking at the, the ticker for a second. Uh, that's what's coming up. Then we have the Saturday games, which should be much easier to plan for. If if you at least get these teams right here, these one, two, three, four, five, six, these six teams sorted out on your lineup, you can take a break. If you just want to figure out your Seattle, Portland, Dallas, Nashville, New England, Philly team players, you can be fine. You can you can relax. You can treat this like a normal week after that. And consider everybody else, which is what I'm doing with Higuain. See how it all plays out. Uh, but but these teams you have to be on the lookout. For round 13, by the way, congrats to anybody who is doing well in the Champions League. First Champions League. Congrats to everyone there. Of course, Felix is doing well, I assume. Uh, for week 13, everything starts on Tuesday. So a little bit of a break right there. Uh, we do have some double game weeks, uh, but several double game weeks on uh on week 13 it may be the last double game i don't i don't really know we might have a few double games on week 14 currently in the system it's listed everything the first first of them as postponed so i don't know if that means they are being made up from previous postponed games and they just throwing them on there but this could be a very interesting week 14 as well that we have coming up but at least for 13 it's it's going to be a little bit of a breather uh kendrick says projections for fcc hosting Minnesota United FC. Um, I, I think I think it'll be okay. Uh, I think that FCC will be able to host Minnesota. Um, they they did play Houston last week, so I, I think they'll be okay. We've got to wait and see how everything pans out. Um, if if they don't play, I know for me that's. Uh, not going to have a huge impact on my team, but uh, definitely we don't talk about COVID a lot anymore. That was the big focus of the early podcast during during the, the little suspension. But I mean, it, it's hit several teams hard, and uh, if it if it comes around again, it will definitely have an impact on fantasy. I don't like trivializing COVID nineteen through a fantasy lens often. Uh, I mean, it's it's important news for you all as players and how you make your decisions. But it's I mean it's a serious issue and this is a trivial connection to it but if that does happen then I keep an eye out for that I think I think the game will go um Hagelin's been the only one that I'm familiar with from Cincinnati who had it and I think that Minnesota's gotten through it but 
Uh, I, I think there's a good shot for that game. Anything else? Uh, again, if you are a Patreon supporter, you should, if you are in one of our lower tiers, you should have gotten your sticker, sticker, 2020 fancy sticker, and your, or, so not, not and or, but a sticker at the lowest, sticker and koozie for the next tier up. That should have come to you by now, I hope. I sent all those out last week. Uh, for those of you in the higher tiers, our, our $10 and $15 tier, you're going to be getting also a drawstring bag, which is over there and not easily accessible right now. Uh, you'll be getting a drawstring bag in addition to these little goodies. And for those of you in our $15 tier, you'll be getting something extra special, uh, which I'll, I'll probably show off next week on the podcast. But uh, the, the $10 and $15 items are going to be shipped out this week. And uh, those will be coming to you soon in the mail. So thanks, everybody. Hey, James. Uh, thanks, everybody, for, for being a part of this community. Again, uh, since James is in chat, he missed this probably at the beginning. At the, at the top of the show, we mentioned there is a survey coming out for MLS Fantasy. Again, please do be on the lookout for that. Maybe tomorrow, if not tomorrow, sometime this week, most likely. Please respond to that. Please respond to that. It's, it is genuinely getting feedback from this community to help improve this game. Uh, so if you know other people who aren't listening, who didn't miss, catch this podcast or or haven't played this week or whatever, if you know someone who's played Fancy this year, make sure they know to look for that because your opinion matters. I know at times we sort of uh, poke fun at MLS or just fr vent our frustrations, but as Fantasy goes, with whatever you actually think, these guys actually want our feedback. They, they try to make a game for us within the constraints that they have as employees and that we have that they have as using the tools from the provider but they genuinely want our support so i just encourage people to please respond to the survey honestly and respectfully uh, with any sort of criticisms that you have because that's that's definitely something that they want to hear um, as an advocate for a lot of the changes i'd be interested in hearing some of the criticisms as well i do my best to try to advocate for this community when when those opportunities arise so please do look for that uh, other than that um james has asked us to thank the fine folks at stats perform aka opta yes uh opta, everybody at opta is amazing with those stats right there um it's uh it's that's if you ever wonder why fantasy points happen that's that's what drives them so if you didn't get an assist or you didn't get get some sort of key pass or whatever it's because it's all built on opta so if you ever have a question about why something happens look up an opta definition and that will help you know how the stats are generated so there it is right there any other questions from you fine folks no all right well i wasn't sure if baby Rue would make an appearance tonight it seems like not uh perhaps in a in a future episode baby Rue may make an appearance he'll be kitted out soon enough i've got some fc cincinnati uh little onesies waiting in the wings for him as well and his his uh his uh papa has given him some his papa has given him a, a steelers jersey as well so he's he's got uh he's got uh some some uh, teams to support already as a young one but maybe a future episode other than that head over to the discord channel if you don't already lots of great conversations going on about player options people always e eager and ready to to rate teams also head over to r slash fantasy mls you can do rate my team there as well lots of important news pops up there a lot of these games that got canceled i saw this last week popped up uh, players weren't available popped up so head over to that as well uh 
and just in, get involved with the community. Get involved with us on, on Twitter. We love interacting with people. I love talking with people, trying to help when I can. Uh, a little bit busy with the baby, but do everything that we can to help people just have fun with this game. And, and that's what it's all about. So thank you so much for listening, everybody, tonight. Good luck. <laughs>